Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Now stop beating your gums and sound the attack. Alright, hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the We Got The Chocolates podcast. Uh, in fact, this is the 21st episode, I believe, and this is, is Skin on the Mic, which is becoming more and more common, as it seems, um, and I'm here with Haz in the in the studio, that is our, our dining room table. Haz, how are you? Good, Skin, how are you? Good, mate. Always a pleasure to have you back. Yeah, great to be here. And Lethal is absent this week. He hasn't just decided that my word count was too low last week. He's actually on the road again. Uh, but if all's gone well, we should have him on the line here. Lethal, can you hear me? Correct. I am here, skin on. Perfect, perfect. And do you want to give us a bit of a, a discussion about where you are and what you're up to over here? You've got some exciting news for us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, first of all, let me just tell you that I've never been on the phone to hear the introduction played, so that is very loud from the other end of the phone, so I apologise to all the guests that we've interviewed okay. um, straight away. Uh, but you're doing well there, Skinner. Um, no, it's been a yeah, pretty pretty exciting week, actually. I'm uh, obviously down in Adelaide for the Queensland second 11 game against uh, South Australia. At the moment, we did a serious day in the dirt. Holy Moses, Enriquez with 96 overs today in the, uh, in the field. Um, but I managed to get my mitts around a couple of nicks, so a couple of catches to get started. And then um, I think South Australia finished at four for 220. Uh, two hundred and thirty, maybe. So it was quite a quite a good grinding day, actually. Yeah, slow but, going, um, very slow yeah, going. Yeah, very slow going. No one was in a massive rush, that's for sure. Um, but no, it was a uh, it was quite a challenging week at early doors, in fairness. And then, and then, uh, yeah, the quicks bowled really well, and obviously a couple of good spinners as well. So it's yeah, it's a very good standard of cricket. There's no question about that. Yeah, right. Good news. Um, and I. Well, we still haven't worked out the formula for the friend of the show thing, but I'd almost say Baze is, is a very good friend of the show, and he's down there with you, I believe. How did how did he go today? So he he is. Got, a, got a pole? He did, yeah. He, he got uh, one wicket, and he bowled 21 overs. Uh, I think he only went for about 38 runs, so very economical. And yeah, sort of, we were calling him Basher Hooley because he just bashed the wicket the entire time, just ran in and um, just bowled as hard as he could into the wicket, so... He's had a huge day on the tools, actually. Um, and then probably another, yeah, the friend of the, friend of the show status, FOT status, I'm trying to get it known as, Skinnled. Uh, right. Andrew Goaty's also down here playing, who we've obviously interviewed on the podcast. Uh, yeah. Anyone else? Anyone else has that we've interviewed? 
Uh, I'm not sure about that, but uh, yeah, it's it's good to see Bay's doing well at the moment. It's probably a different wicket down there than it was in his last second eleven game. I think it, they played in Tassie, and he was probably the pick of the bowlers, from what I'm told. Yeah, that's right. No, he was good. He was strong again today, actually. Not not as much assistance. You're quite right on this particular wicket has, but uh, he was it was quality, that's for sure. And then Gody came on above the 95th over of the day, which he was really impressed with. <laughs> <laughs> so he's bowled one over for the day. Yeah, right. There you go. Well, hopefully there are a few future friends of the show down there with you, Lethal. We might have to get a few of them on, yeah, on in the coming up. weeks. Yeah, um, line up a couple of interviews for us, a bit of content. Yeah, right. Good news. Um, and did you want to give us a bit of a rundown of how this has all come about? This like, You've been, been picked in the second 11 sort of, I don't know, quite unexpectedly for me at least, I would say. We're not trying to, trying to tear you down too much. Um, and also, I, yeah, I think there's uh, a bit of a funny story about how you sort of down there, I suppose, given you've got a, a full-time job. And yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty fair. Um, yeah, I, I guess, uh, yeah, I'd probably, I guess, tried to, uh, to be good at cricket for quite a while, and, and probably never been incredibly successful. Um, so that was, yeah, it was a little bit of like a, a call out of the blue, I guess, probably something that I wasn't really expecting. Um, Bob I think I think you've been I think you've been yeah. pretty successful at, at being a good cricketer, but probably <laughs> unlucky that you haven't got the opportunities at the next level too much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's nice of you to say, Has thank you. Um, <laughs> I was just uh, I was probably going more with the pessimistic approach, and then you go with the optimistic. I like it, Has fishing fishing for compliments. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, that's right, and got him straight <laughs> away. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then obviously Lockie Pepper, who's a magnificent keeper and batter and uh, in the bull squad with Has, he uh, just had a baby. Uh, and so he essentially made himself unavailable for this particular game in, in Adelaide, uh, which meant that they needed someone to stand behind the sticks with the wicket-keeping gloves, and that's where Lethal managed to jump in the queue. So handy news. Um, but it was quite it was quite weird sort of. Last uh, last week, there's been a massive measles outbreak at the school that I work at, um, and so uh, and so basically, like kids that haven't been immunised and stuff have been getting sent home. Uh, and I was essentially kind of one of those kids. Uh, I when I got my blood test done on Monday because I was pretty sick, um, and but just sort of as a precaution, when I got my blood test and the blood test came back and they said. Uh, you don't have measles, but you're not immune to it. Um, so you're going to have to stay home until next Tuesday uh, or next Wednesday, actually. You can't come back to work until Wednesday, which uh, which worked out rather well for this particular second eleven game. Obviously, it goes from Monday to Thursday, so I haven't quite worked out how I'm getting the next two days off after that. But um, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Well, you hope the, uh, the game moves pretty quickly from day two then if, yeah. uh, if you, you need it to finish in three days. Yeah, that's exactly right. I'm going to have to seriously probably bring myself on above some of those left-arm orthodoxes you've seen. Has. Yeah, mix it up, a bit of both. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, it's, um, it's, that's been quite quite weird because it, it meant that I, I sort of got to um, essentially just go to training with Haz last week, watch him have a bat recovering from his broken hand and he put plenty of mayonnaise on his throwdowns. <laughs> um, I've actually got a little bit of a video with some of his reactions to show people, so I'll get that up on the social skin while I'm down here. Okay, um, yeah. Finger was still a bit sore yeah. at that stage. It's, it's definitely getting better. Hopefully, uh, hopefully my hit tomorrow doesn't hurt quite as much. But I, uh, well, I, did, I did bowl a few balls at you though, so uh, you should be. Uh, you did. I tried. To, I tried yeah, to convince the, uh, the the club captain that I was I was good enough to roll out a few in first grade if I get the opportunity. But I don't mm. know what he thought about it. 
No, I actually rated them, rated them highly, and you actually bowled me into form as well, Has So thank you very much for that. I owe you, uh, owe you quite a bit there. Well, you owe me lunch, I think, because uh, we, <laughs> we did say beforehand that if I got you out, then, uh, then you were going to get lunch for me. And I think I got you out first ball when you were – Bit arrogant yeah. and tried to play a reverse uh, sweep, but you know. Yeah, that was because you put in all these other rules and regulations. Like you can only bat left-handed, you can only <laughs> sweep because my finger is still broken, so don't hit him straight. <laughs> and then I try to reverse sweep it and get out, and has tries to claim a free lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but I end up paying for your lunch anyway. So I mean, yeah, yeah that worked out well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Um, and lethal. So you've you've touched on that has his bulgy into form there, um, and I I hate giving you an opportunity to pump up your own tyres, but obviously you've you've got something to tell us about the weekend. You've had a pretty good hit on Saturday, I believe. Oh, give what, us a a knock. <laughs> what a knock! Honestly, um, yeah, it's not often that I get around myself, is it, Skinner? Ah, <laughs> uh, shucks. I think it would be fairly often, but most weeks okay, on the potty, so, but that's all right. Yeah. All right. Well, this would be no exception to the rule. Okay. Perfect. Um, yeah, obviously came in. We must have been probably six or seven down for ten or something. And massive oh, strife. Yeah, right. So you came in at number nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, what was it? I don't know. I came in at like three for three for seventy. I think. Yeah, um, so I saw your first few balls. So you go out there and uh, and get your, get your innings started. Yeah, left a couple has. You would have been impressed with that. Even ducked under a couple of short balls instead of compulsively pulling them like normal. Yeah, well, I saw the shot you played to uh, to get to 100 must have been uh, uh, heart and mouth stuff there. Yeah, that was probably handy that the uh, fielder didn't see it at all. <laughs> Helped quite a bit. Yeah, the bowler wasn't too uh, wasn't too happy with the, the fielder's effort, obviously, by his reaction. Yeah. Well, if he had to move three steps to his right, we might have been telling a very different story here, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so I, was, uh, I think that was conveniently cut off in the video because that was news to me was that you've you, Played it up like that was the best shot you've ever played. Was it nearly caught, was it? Oh, I wouldn't say nearly, Skinner. You know, when you hit them that hard, there's uh, probably no yeah, chance right. and anyone's going to catch them. But, uh, um, yeah, no, he, it wasn't nearly caught, but it probably should have been okay. nearly caught. Right, potentially did. even caught, you could say. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, so, no, it's trying to gap those, Skinner. Oh, know, yeah, perfect. Pick the moment. Um, no, the fielder the field just didn't seem to get any vision of the ball as I sort of pulled it behind square, um, and therefore it just cannoned into the pickets on the on the first bounce. But there was sort of a fielder back there for that exact shot. So I think the bowler felt a little bit hard done by. Um, gotcha. And the, the bowler, ironic, ironically, actually, is uh, Dan, Dan Kranich. And he was talking to me the entire time, just sort of telling me uh, how good he would be on the podcast. And I actually think that he would be very good, to be fair. You know, quite genuinely, he's quite an entertaining character with plenty of general knowledge. So we will get him on at some stage and he might be able to tell the story from his perspective. Um, but yeah, Skinner, I guess, to give it a, a decent summary, I guess we, uh, we probably got to like six for 196. Obviously, people know that we were chasing 392 from Renner's score and 500 the week before or whatever he got yep. uh, and so 390 perfect yeah exactly the old mass is a strong point once again uh, and then we we were 6 down 196 so in a fair bit of strife really probably starting to think about whether we need to draw the game or try and just bat out the day and then uh, Jack Sinfield came to the crease at, at number 8 who's obviously a, a young guy I think he's only 15 isn't he has a young kid but um Played Queensland 17s and a very, very good player. He's actually an off-spin bowler, but also obviously a more than handy bat. Um, 
and he came in and we managed to put on 201 together as a partnership for the eighth wicket partnership and and obviously neither was dismissed when we went past the score to to get 397 by the uh, by the end of the day so it was uh yeah certainly probably the best win that I've I've played in I, w- I would suggest probably the other big news is very similar to Lethal's call up to the second 11 on a similar standard and everything we had our wicketkeeper managed to rupture his ACL in a game of touch during the week, so I managed to get... It's not that up. hard to do, let me tell you. Oh, yeah, you've done that before as well. Um, yeah, that's why I can't do the dishes. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah, perfect. So I had the big call-up to wear the gloves on Saturday. That was exciting. The first time in a little while. And oh, going to welcome back to the pits. <laughs> the big return. And uh, Well, the funny thing is you actually didn't even have any wicket-keeping gloves. I asked you why you yeah. didn't do any training on Thursday night when you found out and you said... I don't bring wicket-keeping gloves to training anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and so on Saturday morning, you were asking me for inners and wicket-keeping gloves because you had to go out and keep that day. I was like, yeah. oh, man, this guy should be really good behind the stars. Yeah, that, yeah, that was genuine village cricket. I'm not going to lie. But, I was going um, to ask if they'd melted in the sun in the back of your car or something. I know you leave all your cricket in the back of your yeah. car all day, every day, oh, yeah, and that, the, the grips melt. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, that absolutely hums. You've got to sort that out. Yeah, very fair. I know you sprayed me about that, Has, and I saw the no-tox sticker that you put on my bat too when you found, <laughs> my, when you found my kit. Well, Thanks, yeah, mate. he put it on about eight different bats in our house. <laughs> yeah, every single one. <laughs> uh, perfect. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, so that was that was a pretty average day, I would suppose. And, and then as a result, my hamstrings are stupidly sore today as well because I haven't done 300 squats in that long. Um, but anyways, mm-hmm. what have we got next? We have... Actually, has did you want to did you want to have a chat about this? Yeah, we were talking about how Dan Cronish wanted to get on the show. Another person who really has been uh, and nagging me to get on the show is my dad. So Glenn Hazlitt, he, oh, uh, the big he sent me he sent me through another idea today. As while oh, I was fielding I, at lunch, I read this. I haven't got to read it properly yet, but I'm sure it's a belter idea. You know, I've had plenty of ideas for the show from him, and and probably fair <laughs> enough. He's, he's a he's a good guy to get ideas from. He actually worked on radio, did a lot of sports commentary uh, when he was a bit younger, and uh, and and. Does call What's it. his singing? What's his singing voice like? We get him on for a song. Probably just as poor as mine, but he uh, <laughs> he, uh, he he does call a, a good game of footy. He, he knows his stuff, so um, he has actually written a song. You wouldn't believe it, Lee. Um, and you are kidding? No, no. He's, he's sending a song. I know you're away, so we've got it here ready to play. But it's actually it's it's called Sweet Tiger Man, based off Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline. So one from his era. So a few of the listeners may not not know it too. Actually, it is quite a quite a popular song. Most people yeah, would know, sure, it, I'm sure. Sure, yeah, uh, belts a song. Let's see what he's got for us. What's it about? Oh, this is it's this uh, is sweet tiger man. That's me. Yeah, it? it's definitely about you. It's about your your 160 yeah, the match winning knock. He uh, he's been following the scores. He's overseas at the moment, actually in Cambodia, holidaying it up. But he's been following the scores and was sending me messages all day about how well you were going. So he's <laughs> he's uh, been inspired to write this song for you. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear this. Maybe he doesn't realise that your self-esteem is already through the roof, but that's all right. Let's 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 see what he's got for us. Alrighty. They call him Dreno, and I am proud to know him. Who could believe he'd bat so long? Train through the spring. Then he produced a stunner. Turnbull would really want him gone. Runs. 
making tons. He's not out hitting ones, hitting twos. Sweet Tiger Man. Good times never seem so good. I feel inclined to believe you were so good. But now I look at the scoreboard and it don't seem so lonely. Dreno and Sinfield are the two. And Toomble hurts like they've been hit by boulders. Renners and Linny have the blues. Fours. Hitting fours. They're not out. Hitting ones. Hitting twos. Sweet Tiger Man. You can really swing the wood. Sweet Tiger Man. Winning never smelled this good. Sweet Tiger Man. We all knew you were this good. Sweet Tiger Man. There we go. Thank you, Glenn. <laughs> what a tune. <laughs> Boys, I've just got uh, to let you know that I could not hear one single part of that song. So I hope that's not an error on uh, on your part in terms of the recording, Skittle. And it's far out. It sounded like the song went for ages because I've been sitting here in silence in my hotel room for the last three and a half minutes. <laughs> Are yes. you kidding? Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I hope that's made it into the recording. I heard it loud and clear. Uh, oh, we'll see what happens. Um, how's yeah, the going? volume turned up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Right, I'll sort wrong it with the phone line, hopefully. Nothing major, but we'll see. Azzy, I've got to say, I reckon you've uh, you've got you've got Glenn covered in, for the singing there. Well, I'm glad you said it, but he'll um, he'll listen to this episode. So we won't be too happy with you saying <laughs> that, I'm sure. Uh, great, Skinner. We just lost another listener. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure Glenn could take a bit of banter, but he's definitely got yeah. me covered. <laughs> he held a couple of notes there, a bit longer than what I'd risk holding them for. So good on him. Yeah. How was his rhyming? Has you know how I like my rhyming? No, I did say you wouldn't be happy with it. It wasn't wasn't quite enough rhyming in there for you, but yeah. I, He'll, he'll I can't wait it, to sure. actually. Li- I will actually listen to it. Send it through to me so I can hear it. <laughs> Very um, and that's probably a good little segue to say that we obviously encourage plenty of engagement from our viewers. So if anyone has any other brilliant ideas or wants to send in a song for us, then feel free. Agreed, everyone. Yep. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Yep. Definitely. Well, I mean, it's hard for me to comment because I didn't actually get to hear the song, so I'm really in the dark here. You know? Yeah. Right. So, I yeah. mean, if it was a total debacle, then probably don't encourage people to okay. send stuff in. But yep. if it was good, then yeah, by all means, keep it going. <laughs> all right. Very fair. 
Um, okay, so I think that's enough of a wrap of, of Lethal's Knock. We've had a, had a ball by ball, so let's move on to covering some actually good standards of <laughs> cricket, shall we? Oh, the ball is close! He's given it! Definitely heard that, boys. Yeah. Yeah, definitely heard that. <laughs> yeah, the start of that was way too late, but that's all right. I'm, you know, not not regular on the buttons over here. It's probably maybe only my second practice. Well, no, it's easy. It looks as it's getting old. Uh, yeah. Okay. No. Fair lethal. I appreciate <laughs> appreciate everything you do. <laughs> well, Sorry, uh, Hans. It's all right. We'll start with a bit of uh, notable mentions from the WBBL. And uh, first up, someone we talked about last episode uh, is your mate Lee, Sophie Devine, uh, scoring yeah, another match-winning match knock. Gun. 77 not out of 58. And also, again, with the ball, 3 for 13 for the Strikers in their game versus Stars. And uh, and then following that, Melbourne Renegades uh, played against the Sydney Sixers and Courtney Webb needing five off the last ball to win. Uh, hit, hits a six to, uh, to win the match there. So they won by two runs, I believe. Yeah. That's a huge effort. Yeah. There you go. Right, so, so that's that's the WBBL notable mentions. We might have some more mentions later on in the in the show, but that's uh, that was some big points from this week. Right, well, we do have some exciting news coming from the WBBL as well, has don't we? In terms of our twenty second, actually episode twenty two, I'm sure people uh, would know that some of them are pre recorded. Um, so, uh, well, we could probably almost reveal who we're speaking to then, could we? Has why not? I reckon yeah, we could reveal. reveal. Absolutely. So, uh, so we did get to speak to Gemma Barsby um, in that particular episode. So that will be released sort of after this one, obviously at the end of this week. Um, and that is a cracking interview because obviously she's gone from being in the Queensland and Brisbane Heat setup uh, to now playing in the Perth Scorchers. So we get to hear uh, get to hear sort of a bit of both uh, both sides of the fence there. But mainly, it's a cracking interview because has actually did some bulk research in getting getting people to just take the piss out of her. Uh, so that is that is the reason why it's certainly worth listening in. So she thought it was an absolute stitch up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So very funny. Uh, yeah, she she was not stoked with it, but that's all right. <laughs> no, nah, sure she's be, just looking. Yeah. She's just looking for revenge at some stage. Yeah, I'm sure she'll get the chance to return serve. So exactly. Right. Um, what right. do we got next? Kim? Right, next up is the Marsh One Day Cup, which I'll give us a quick rundown of. Uh, so we had WA beat South Australia the other day by just six runs. Um, with Cam- oh yeah, yeah. I was watching this, boys. Came down. This, was, this is on the same. Yeah, it's on the same ground that we're playing on. So we like got off the plane, went down, have a hit, and this game was on. Oh, okay. Same, like, mm. same pitch and everything. Or? Nah, new pitch for us, but okay. yeah, but exact same ground. All right, there you go. Um, yeah, and probably highlight of that game was Cameron Green scoring 86 off 78. And uh, was that on debut, as I believe? I don't think it was his debut. It might have been, but I, I know he's played a lot of Shield cricket in the past. But uh, just backing up his form with the bat in, in the Shield games there, yeah. um, maybe maybe not the highlight of the game, but there was a few pretty uh, impressive uh, pretty impressive points as well after that. But it was it was a serious effort from him. Um, w- Certainly WA's, WA's yeah. highlight with the yeah, bat, okay. absolutely. Yeah, they, they, needed, uh, they definitely needed that. For Apologies sure. for my poor wording, mate. You're right. I'll, I'll move on and say that the Wes Agar also managed to take Pfeiffer. Um, including his brother Ashton's wicket, and then also, yeah. if, as if that wasn't enough, just to top it off, he hit a hit a pull shot into his head. So, 
that's that's not odd. Yeah, I don't know if you anyone gets to watch the replay of that. I don't know what Ashton Ashton Agar is doing. It that like he's he's like a jet in the field. He's obviously just not seen the ball or something. He genuinely runs in and gets falconed. I think like he slips proper over. Open up. Just, yeah, he slips over, but it just looks weird. Like even if he slips, it's like his hands aren't even lined yeah. up with the ball. Yeah, right. That's fair. He probably could still have your hands up somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really odd, but anyway, it certainly did a job on him. Cut yeah, him open did. big time. Yeah, no, it looked ugly yeah. for a while there, but obviously pleased to hear that it turned out all right. Yep. Um, and then what else have we got? Oh yeah, that's right. Callum Ferguson hit 127. That's pretty tough to forget. Lethal, did you get to yeah. watch any of that knock? Was it? Yeah, well, that was that was the part that we were down there for, really. So we we went down to hit, and they were sort of, I think they were like eight down, uh, and still needed plenty to win. And then Callum Ferguson uh, just went bananas to get himself to sort of 120, yeah, 127. And um, yeah, well, I think you've you you were going to say that the next high score obviously was 33. So he would just literally like played a lone hand, an absolute lone ranger. Yeah, right. Um, and was just at the end, he was like hitting a six every second ball, and he honestly looked for all money like he was going to get him over the line. So it was a little bit deflating to be honest. I felt sorry for him. Yeah, right. And you you've had the chance to play with play with Bergson a little bit, haven't you, Lethal down down in Adelaide? Yeah, we're at the same club at uh, West Tyrants, Triple Premiers. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah, we uh, we've definitely played yeah. quite a few games yeah, right. together. So you would have seen him put in a clinic a few, couple of times over the years. I take it. Well. Funnily enough, uh, in grade cricket, I think the most amount of runs that I saw him score, with all due respect, Callum, if you're listening, um, was eight. Okay. Uh, and that was from about seven hits. So certainly right. um, so grade cricket was not really where he usually scored his big runs. But then he mm. like one day he played for West Simons and got four. And then the next day went down to Tasmania and scored a double hundred. So when he was playing right. for South Australia. So that was somewhat annoying, in all honesty. So he's the Sam Hazlitt of West Torrens, is what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Smart. It's a very fair comparison. Saving his runs when it matters. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Doesn't waste them. Does not waste them. Just like has. Hopefully you haven't done that this week, Lee. Sorry uh, uh, to talk about that. But... Nah, 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 I just score them everywhere. Has backyard cricket, garage cricket, first grade cricket, take eleven cricket, wherever. Oh, well, hopefully, hopefully that comes true for you, Lethal. Um, and finishing off that game, Nathan Coulton and I also took Fifa. Um, then we saw Victoria beat New South Wales in another another pretty close game by just six runs. Um, Matt Short scored eighty eight, and Daniel Sams took Fifa. Daniel Hughes eighty three, and Moises on Reeks ninety eight made ninety eight, but obviously not quite enough to get him over the line. And that seventeen year old kid from Victoria scored fifty again as well. That's uh, the phrase of what's his last name? McGurk. McGurk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it really well. Looks like he's uh, yeah. certainly a good player there. Only seventeen, so he's got plenty of cricket ahead of him. I uh, got the opportunity with a few of their batters out, but um, yeah, another yeah, the uh, couple of close games there. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, and and there's one more game today too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, there was. I was about to mention Queensland versus Tasmania today, um, and got yeah. the win, I believe, by four wickets. Uh, Usman Kawaja made 86, 86 not, and Gurinda Sandu made fifty before getting run out. So yeah, cool. really, uh, Usman really steered the innings there for Queensland and, and hung around, which is what we needed. Um, on a pretty challenging wicket, 
Yeah, um, I was going to say, I've got to watch a couple of the highlights. That looked like an absolute green steamer. Yeah, we probably let them get a few too many there. Made it a bit tough for ourselves, Queensland. But because uh, with Grenda Sandu, I don't expect him to get 50 every day. And uh, on the same ball that he got his 50, then came back for a second run and was way over the, the, the crease, but was in the air. He didn't slide his bat oh, no. and it was a direct hit. Oh, no. From that to boundary. So it was pretty embarrassing for Grenda there, but he'd be happy that he got the half century. It's yeah. very rough yeah, to yeah. grind the Sanchez. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Lee, for valuable contribution as always. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's that's all for the one day stuff. Hazzy, did you want to give us a run? That down? locks in. Um, that just locks in the finals as well. Sorry, boys. I think because oh, yeah, uh, okay. Queensland won, they now get to host the final against WA. I believe that's correct. Yeah, home final for Queensland. So big news from the boys. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, yep. has he any news from the Sheffield Shield? Yeah, Sheffield Shield's been played over the last week since our last episode. So Queensland. Uh, achieved probably what most people would say is a miraculous 59-run win over Victoria. Seems fairly significant, I guess, when you say it like that. But it was at the MCG, and and the Bush Rangers were only set 189 to win on the last day uh, with probably enough time. But a few wickets there early meant that Victoria went into their shell, uh, just tried to bat out the draw. Uh, And Mitch Swepson showing his class with a hat-trick in the first dig. Um, seven wickets all up for the match. Uh, very impressive economy rate for a leg spinner, especially on a wicket like that in, in, in at the MCG. Um, but yeah, plenty of controversial decisions over the four days. We've seen a few highlights where yeah. um, one caught down leg side, which was definitely off the, the hip. Yep. Um, and and then the, the one that could have won them the game with eight overs to go uh, off uh, Christian Main's outside edge, caught it second slip by the looks of the video replays, but was given not out. And yeah. it took us until... I think there were seven balls after the match to win it in the end. Yeah, we're right. That was the funniest decision I've ever seen. <laughs> the old nick to second slip, not out, mate. When it genuinely like fired, like it couldn't have gone faster to second yeah. slip. I just think that if it hits a pad, surely it's going a little bit slower. But anyway, it was baffling. Absolutely baffling. Yeah, you think so? And uh, we talked a bit last episode about South Australia and Tassie playing on a flat Adelaide over wicket, and, and that ended up in a draw, as was expected, uh, but got actually a bit closer than we thought after a couple of declarations there. Um, mm. And New South Wales, their world-class bowling lineup dominates Western Australia uh, with, after Steve Smith's first innings 100 and, and, um, and got them the win for New South Wales. Steve Smith fired 25% of his match fee or something for showing dissent as well. He, he hates batting. He was literally on like, he was, he's already scored 100 and he got given out, caught behind, blew up the larks. Um, so obviously just wanted to keep batting. So, oh, so funny. I think 25% of his match fee is just a drop in the ocean for him. That's uh, it's very minimal. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a very small donation in the big scheme of things. All right. And Lethal, any, do you want to give us a rundown of any international news that's been happening? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so basically, obviously, the first test, I think it's for the first two tests, actually, yeah, against Pakistan, um, the international squad came out, so the Australian cricket team. Uh, some notable omissions were Usman Khawaja, Marcus Harris, and Peter Siddle, who have all been dropped uh, for the Australian test squad. Um, good news for Joe Burns, obviously, uh, who's a, not yet a friend of the show, but uh, obviously in the pipeline, I would suggest. Um, and obviously Joe Burns, Michael Nessar, uh, they were both picked. So great news for those Queenslanders. Uh, probably the one that was sort of like the Stephen Bradbury of the group um, was Cam Bancroft, who came from absolutely nowhere 
um, looking like he was sort of not even playing in the Australia A team until Nick Madison pulled out for mental health reasons. Uh, so obviously, yeah, Cam Bancroft scored 49 in that first innings where everyone else got wrestled. Um, and then all of a sudden he was picked in the squad because he can bat anywhere from one to six, I think, was the reason given. Right. Okay. And he can mm. take the gloves too. Yeah, yeah he can. That's true. Not that hard, I suppose. It's going on. Yeah, no, no. no. Made it look pretty easy. Yeah, that's I right. So um, and then probably the big talking point internationally was uh, obviously came actually out of the Sheffield Shield game last week, the Bulls' first Victoria. Um, and we've had a few people sort of comment on Instagram and look for a bit of an explanation to this. I must start by saying that we actually don't know very much other than what's already out there to be read. So we're probably not going to provide a huge amount of insight, but just more of an opinion as per usual. Uh, but James Pattinson's obviously been suspended guys, uh, not for his this incident in isolation, but because he already had two prior misdemeanors. Um, this was his third, but he's, essentially it's come out that he's been suspended for making a homophobic comment. Um, and yeah, that's probably just got no place in the game now in, in 2019. Obviously, an umpire's overheard it, uh, reported it straight to the match referee. And he has, uh, he has been suspended for that first test, so not eligible for selection anymore. Yeah, with the microphones and cameras that are around, even if it's not a an international game and it's only a shield game, they still still can't be seen saying that sort of thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think, um, and it was obviously, I think the player in question was uh, that he was talking to was Cameron Gannon, who obviously came out as like a day watchman which was sort of a little bit a oh, weird yeah. situation straight away uh, because he didn't actually bat the night before, but he walked yeah. onto the field before they called it off for rain. So he had, came out and he actually batted really well and obviously frustrated Pattinson a ridiculous amount. Um, and so it was within that 45 runs that Cameron Gannon's got that he's made this this comment. And uh, essentially he's come out and owned it and said that, yes, I did do it. Yes, I was angry, made a horrendous mistake. Um, and I'll learn my lesson from it. So so he's certainly not coming out and saying that he's been hard done by. He's essentially owned the comment. Yeah, yeah well, that's, I think that's to his credit, I guess. Um, certainly the most mm. you can do in that situation, I suppose. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh, right. Um, now, in the that'll, that'll do us for cricket, won't it, boys? We're happy with that? Yeah, most certainly. All right, perfect. So moving on, we've actually got... A little rugby league segment here, despite the fact that we're in the middle of the off-season. Hazzy's just so passionate, he's got some news for us. Um, so I'll have another crack at that button, if that's all right with everyone. Yep. There we go, that's gone a little bit more smoothly for me that time. As what do you mm-hmm. got, mate? Well, most about the rugby league news is in the minute to thin it coming up. But the main talking point probably is the uh, rugby league twenty twenty one World Cup uh, is is happening in the future. But yep. we have just finished qualification process for that to see who's going to be in that World Cup. And uh, so how that works is that the eight nations who were all quarter finalists in the two thousand and seventeen tournament 
uh, are automatically qualified. So those nations are Australia, New Zealand, England, Fiji, Samoa, Tonga, Papua New Guinea, and Lebanon. So they're already in. But if anyone else wanted to play, which there was quite a few countries there in the running, they had to go through a qualification process, playoffs against each other, based off of what area they were from and, and that sort of thing. And uh, so the remaining eight places, because there's 16 that qualify, are Jamaica, Cook Islands, <coughs> France, Wales, Scotland, Ireland, Greece, and Italy. Mm. So a few, Italy. A few minnows there you don't see play rugby league too much, but a few yeah. NRL players playing their trade in the off-season trying to get their home country qualified and uh, probably doing it with their own money off their own backs and uh, in countries that don't don't spend much money on, on their rugby league system. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Quality has nicely put across. And uh, when is that? 2021. So it's still a while off of uh, off of that, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. seen a couple of those yeah, nations right. uh, play recently in the off season and a few uh, international games. But but yeah, a few there that you haven't seen play for a while. Okay, awesome. Uh, look forward to uh, those qualifiers. Has keep us informed. Will do. <laughs> Thank you. How's it? Jamaica. I can't wait to see how Jamaica goes. Just quietly. <laughs> Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm sure they'll be better than the bobsled team, surely. Uh, uh, that is a belter movie, though. <laughs> well, they got there over the USA, so they mustn't be too bad if they qualified uh, ahead of USA. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Um, mm. All right, it has. As you alluded to, we have got a minute to thin it coming up. Here we go. Three, two, one. In Rugby League, PNG beat Great Britain Lions 28-10. PNG also beat England in the Women's Rugby League 20-16. Tom and Jake Trebojevic commit to the Seagulls for the next six years. The Brisbane Broncos have shut down claims that they back reports. Darius Boyd has come out to try and convince the group to turn to a vegan diet. Maybe Darius gained some confidence from last week's song inspired by Skin's eating habits. Uh, in cricket, Afghanistan beat West Indies by 41 runs in the T20 and won the series 2-1. India beat Bangladesh by 130 runs in the first test. Only four of 13 Aussies are retained by their teams for the next instalment of the IPL later this year. Brisbane Heat sit atop the WBBL ladder. In tennis, Rafa Nadal finishes the season as world number one tennis player despite not making it to the semi-finals of the ATP final series with Stefanos Tsitsipas beating Dominic Thiem in the final. And finally, Aussie Matildas captain Sam Kerr signs with the Chelsea Football Club. There you go. Has he eight seconds to spare as well, oh, mate? Well th- done. You sound very good at that. I thought You're I had very heaps, good heaps to get through. I thought I'd, I'd really struggle this week. Yeah, I know. You've geez. even like, snuck in a little dig at my vegan diet. I thought, <laughs> thought that would get you over the line, but uh, apparently not. So uh, you should have spent more time on it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for that. that and so that, that, I mean, that essentially wraps up sort of all the serious information that we've got. And now we will move on to taking the piss, starting off with the social sin bin. Well, I mean, we have essentially taken the piss the entire time, also. But yeah, that's true. That's nothing, nothing too serious. But here we go. <laughs> Carry on. Skin, can you just confirm who the uh, backup vocals are on that track? They're elite. Uh, the backup, uh, yeah, okay, that, the backup was you, wasn't it? it was, our, our sister was the lead. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> lead wasn't bad either, to be fair. Yeah, no, well done, Bronnie. We'll give you another shout-out. 
Um, and uh, I've given you so much stick over the over the episodes, Letho. I've got to admit that I've had another mare on the button there, and we cut off the first few seconds of that intro. Oh, uh, holy Andreas on Reeks! You volume, stink yeah. on ice. Yeah. yeah, so you'll be you'll be back in the in the driving seat next week, mate. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Honestly, people aren't going to pick me in the next second eleven game because they won't want the podcast quality to deteriorate. <laughs> yeah. All right, Azzy. What do you got, mate? Well, um, talking about the James Pattinson incident, there was an article talking about it towards the opposition player, the inappropriate slur, and SJ commented, absolute garbage, CA is a joke. Um, I'm not sure about that, SJ. I'm, I'm putting you in the, in the sin bin for that. I mean... The rules are the rules, and I've heard plenty of poor things said um, where nothing has been done about it, so he, he could have got away with saying it this time, but uh, he has done it. You can't say that sort of thing with all the mics and cameras around, so uh, I don't think it's CA's issue when, when you, the rules say you can't say that. Yeah, no, agreed. And the fact that you've called the CA a joke when Pattinson's just come out and owned it completely and admit, admitted to it that he's done the wrong thing, I can't understand that, but that well. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the second one there is an article about Wayne Bennett uh, potentially being axed as the coach of the English Rugby League team after the British Lions didn't win a single game in their international tour they've just played in, uh, <laughs> which was pretty poor effort from England. They're, they're in the past have been powerhouses of the rugby league world, but yeah, struggled. Um, but James commented, who cares? Well, I mean, <laughs> yes, James, you might not care, and that's fine. You don't have to care. I'm sure plenty of people don't care, but I'm also sure plenty of people do care. Um, and the thing is, when you follow a page called Fox Sports on Facebook, they're going to cut post stories about every sport, so it would take him a lot of time to write who cares on every article he doesn't care about. Yeah, that's right. I don't well, feel maybe it's only the English lines he doesn't care about. He's just got a really specific distaste for them. <laughs> well, I feel like it's not a great use of social media, so James, you're going to the bin as well. Absolutely. See you, James. Yeah, perfect. Thank you, Has. And then we, we actually had a couple of social sin bins left over from last week, I believe, which I wanted to bring up. Um, obviously, that was that was sort of in the in the thick of the Australian the, uh, wins over, over Pakistan in the T20s. Um, so there were plenty of articles written about that, and a couple of the comments included a comment from Jay who said, it's getting ordinary watching Australia win game after game of non-contests, um, which I... I'm, Got to disagree with. I mean, as an Australian, I sort of enjoy watching Australia win, to be honest. Yeah, and I'm sure people blow up when we lose. So surely just be happy that we win a game. And not to mention, I mean, it's not like we're pumping everyone in the world and we're the best at everything that we do. The players go out there to impress and to you know perform well and, and be entertaining but they don't go out there to try and make it a close game so that people watching um, are entertained that way they try and take wickets and get hit sixes you know that's how they're entertaining yeah no I agree um, the funny then, thing is those people would be the exact same people that would write if we lost going yeah. sack everyone yeah. we suck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no you're not wrong um, and then we had Matt tell us that we will be in big trouble when we play someone good despite the fact that Pakistan was the number one ranked T20 <laughs> in the world. Um, well done, Matt. Great research. As yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Matt. Have, have a little spell in the bin for us, mate. And finally, Jacob said that cricket is a dying sport in this country. Goodness gracious, yeah. mate. I think it's the uh, highest participation rate of any sport. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot, lot, of, lot of people play cricket and uh, and the, the Big Bash has gone from strength to strength and, and the WBBL as well. More females playing than ever before. 
Yeah, they need to <laughs> so yeah, there's another spell in the bin for Jacob, and that will do us for the social sin bin this week, I think, guys. Um, Correct. So as as promised last week, I've I've done a bit of a digging through through the my cricket stats, and I've come up with another little skin stat segment. So we'll see. Oh, what magnificent! We've got here. What have you got for us? I was half expecting this to just be a lead run and tribute skin stats, just uh, balls yeah, face, right. boundaries yeah. hit, wagon wheel, all, all those stats. type of things. Yeah, but... Okay, all the stats from the big knock. No, I, yeah, <laughs> I took a different Did route. That. I'm sorry, Lethal. No, that's um, pretty fair enough, skin. Yeah. <laughs> You know, as I so I, I sort of briefly mentioned last week a few of the things that I'd, I'd found on my cricket, um, and decided to have a look into our the modes of dismissals. So how we're how we're getting out most often. Um, oh dear! And, I bet I get my pad blown apart very often. Uh, yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> but the the probably the only issue with my cricket is that with with catches, it doesn't really specify where the catch was taken. Um, so whether you're caught behind or caught on the boundary is, is all just cause sort of gone down as caught. So it's sort of been skewed a little bit that way. Um, and unsurprisingly, all three of us have ended up getting caught the most often um, throughout our careers. I think we, we're sitting at 49%, 55%, and 40% of the time for Hasley and myself respectively. Um, however, yeah, I, I would have to take a guess and say that most of mine would be caught either at wicketkeeper or in the cordon, whereas... As he, I've heard heard you've been burgled down the leg side a few times, haven't you, mate? Is that would that be the majority of the, of those catches? Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, it would be. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Surprise is not higher than 49 percent of my wickets, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was, oh, and I was surprised Lethal was getting caught most often. You know, strike me as a, an aggressive. Maybe you're just nicking off as well. Or, you know, strike me as like a, a particularly aggressive batsman. Although 160 or 190 nah. might disagree. So there you go. I don't know. I've been caught at deep square a few times. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. The bumper. It's a good game plan. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but thanks we, for giving that away to everyone I'm going to play against for the next four years. You know? I'm sure they'd worked it out. You're bloody four foot tall, Lethal. The bumper's the first idea you came up with. Uh, oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my growth spurt, in fairness. Yeah, that's true. Um, but we can go into a little bit more detail about our other modes of dismissal. Um, and I can say that for myself, I've... I've Probably got a fair few dramas going on in my technique because my rates of LBW bold and even run out were were quite lofty in comparison to you, to you guys. Um, sitting at six. You hum at running. <laughs> no, I don't like running. I hate running. I much prefer the old dot 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 boundary technique. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, no, so they, those dismissals are sitting at sixteen percent, fifteen point seven, and six percent respectively. Um, yeah, so that's that's probably not ideal. Um, I'm either, but I guess I guess the fact that I'm that they're so high suggests I'm maybe solid in defence. I guess, or that I'm just sort of hiding myself uh, down down the lower order because I, I also end up not out most often out of the three of us. So that's that's an interesting fun fact for everyone. So your average mm. should be higher than ours. Is what you're saying? You'd think has, but I'm not revealing that. It's <laughs> <laughs> not part of this particular segment. Has. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> what have I got next? So yeah, as, as lethal as you've already you've already cottoned on to actually, your second most common dismissal was LBW at fourteen percent of, of your innings. So there is zero yeah. shock factor yeah. in that. I'll get sore shin bones yeah. weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, I've heard you complain about that a fair bit over the years, so I wasn't surprised to learn that. But yeah, you know, you'll be pleased to know you're not the only one getting your pad blown apart. I'm I'm up there with you at fifteen percent or whatever it was. Um what about Hazards? Has gets bold. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Has, how yeah, hard is it? I'm probably in front of the wickets. Shuffling across to the offside to try and flick it to leg uh, and get bold yeah. around my legs. So you get bold around your legs and burgled down the yeah. legs. So. Yeah, there's something yeah. about that. Has yeah. <laughs> gets something in front of the timber. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of those are chopped on as well. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. So what's he sitting at, Skittle? Yeah, so Has gets bold 12% of the time. He's. he's his second most common dismissal. And then the only other sort of fun fact I had for us from Hazzy's, uh, Hazzy's stats was that he's getting stumped the most out of all of us, probably like, noticeably like by a couple extra couple of percent than you and me, Lethal, um, which I, I can only assume says something about his, his really aggressive nature and, and lack of respect for spinners. Idiotic decisions. I uh, think uh, Nathan Lyons made me look silly a couple of times <laughs> running down the wicket and being stumped by half the pitch. So. The lack of ability to hit the spinners. <laughs> uh, all right, but that's it for that's it for skin stats. So keep sending us in any ideas that you've got for what, what I can cover next week. Um, and in the absence of that, I think we'll be looking at what positions in the batting order we are most we've been most successful at. So stay tuned for that over the next couple of weeks. Um, yes. Correct. Here we go, a little change of topic, see if I can get the buttons working. Oh, nice. Go. Well done, that should have been an easy one. And this is a new segment, actually, which Hazzy's prepared for us. Has what do you got, mate? Yeah, second time we've done the special sports showcase. It, it okay. gets, gets right. me tongue-tied as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is that part of the name? They have to do that whistle at the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about disc golf last time. This time we're talking about Finska. Uh, so... A few people might have played that now. It's getting a bit more popular in Australia, but I was introduced by a few of the Redlands Tigers players, uh, Adam Pearson, Cameron French, Shannon Johnson, Marty Myers, just to name a few, who used to play a fair bit back in the day around the cricket fields. Uh, I've got some stats on it and some some, uh, info for everyone out there wanting to know. Originally, it was named as, well, if you look at the spelling, it looks like Mulkey, but I believe it's pronounced something like Murku. Uh, as the as the Finnish people would say, yeah, right. um, I'm probably totally wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently invented in the ni- in 1996 by a Finnish games company. However, was based off a similar local game requiring more strength called Finnish skittles. Um, so, if you those of you who haven't played it, you underarm what they call a wooden pin, which is just a cylindrical wooden block at a bunch of 12 skittles, uh, which are more cylindrical wooden blocks. A lot of wood in this game. Uh, the skittles have numbers on the top of them from one to twelve. If you knock over one block, you get the points that's on, written on top of that block. However, if you knock over multiple blocks, you just count the number of blocks you've knocked over, and that's the points you get. Uh, the blocks are spread out during the game because when you knock them over, they get stood up where they lie, not where they started in a bunch. Uh, each player gets one throw at a time, and it's first to exactly fifty points without going over fifty. Uh, it's yeah, it's becoming increasingly popular in Australia, and I've seen a fair few groups playing in different parks over the last couple of years. Um, you guys play some play some Finska, right? You've played in the past. I have. Yeah, yeah. We, actually, 
we played against well each other last week. We've got a Finsky set at home, and we played against each other last week. Yeah, we did. We've dabbled a little bit in the past, and we yeah, we whipped it out at a at a twenty first last week, I think. And so that was that was nice. And if I remember correctly, Lethal, I think you were stitched up by the the going over fifty rule, weren't you? And I ended up getting getting the win there, or the chocolates, you may say. Yeah, you just cut out at the end there, so I wasn't sure what you said. Um, but uh, yeah, if what you said was I won, then I agree. No, um, that's, I think, that's not what I happened. Think, yeah, no, the bloody over fifty rule. That's <laughs> to me. Slow steady wins the race. You know, and, uh, yeah. I hate that. You see I went people the full risky play. You see people fall behind and then they they try and catch up and and yeah. lose it, but they they're all this, you're always a chance in Finsco, no matter yeah. how far behind you are. That's yeah, true. Uh, yeah. But it always attracts a, a fair few stares and inquisitive questions from passerbys in in the public because the majority of people haven't seen it before and and uh, interested why all these wooden blocks are getting yeah. knocked all over the place. And I think a lot of people will watch and think we must be absolutely useless at the game because we we make these throws and, and every now and then we miss all the blocks completely. And they'd be thinking, <laughs> how can someone have all those blocks to aim at and miss all of them? But when, in fact, I'm just trying to aim at the single number 12 block, which is usually the furthest away all by itself because yeah, it's, it's been right, knocked yeah. over the most and it's worth the most value. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Exactly. I was going to say, that's yeah, the other rule that often stitches me up is... Get, if you if you miss three throws in a row, then you're, you're done for the game. And I'm often just going for the twelve repeatedly, regardless of the situation. <laughs> so I get caught out there. I'm not not too tactical. My Finska play. Yeah, I've That's had a few. Uh, I've had a few win by defaults. A lot of people yeah. uh, <laughs> lose after missing three in a row. I we often start the game too far away. We start the blocks too far away, and you just no one can win yeah. by by actually getting to fifty. They just start. They just get too far away, and you can't hit any by the end yeah. of the game. <laughs> I find the surface is so so important as well because I played on some bumpy surfaces where you're trying to roll it at like the stack when they're all together and literally just kicks four meters over the top of it and stuff like your technique's quite important there. Mate, you can't trust the bounce. You got to go yeah. hitting them on the full, mate. Yeah, on the full, really, don't you? Yeah, yeah. that's true. I mean, you should be good at it, has because you get skittled the most. Out of the <laughs> so, yeah, fair them. call, fair call. Save so, um, them, boys. I uh, actually this is quite weird, but. I kind of need to um, depart here because so the Johnson, Spencer Johnson, who uh, we will get on the show also at some point, is down in Huge lobby ready to pick me up. Um, yeah, and also the other reason is skin. You actually do have to go and yes, play I was a gonna semi-final. Say, touch. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I also have to depart. We've got the big, the big touch semi-final tonight at seven forty-five. So I'm already running late, which is fantastic news. And obviously, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the game goes in Lethal's absence. But I'm I'm backing us in for a W. So we'll yeah, I'll, yeah I'll be sure to give run everyone. those couple of moves we always run. Skin on. Ah, uh, yes, my favourite. I can't remember any of them, but I'll just yeah, I'll just do what I'm right. told. But that's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'll be sure to give everyone the news on how we went in in the episode next week. Um, so, Perfect. so yeah, that, that that brings us to the end of, of our episode. Lethal, do you want to give us the wrap up? Because I'm not going to lie, I haven't prepared it here, and I'm I'm not great under pressure. Really? Okay. Yeah, from the phone. Jeez, yeah, go on. here he is off the cuff. All right, this is how practiced I am. <laughs> um, so guys, that was episode 21 of our particular podcast. We also have episode 22 coming later this week, which is an interview with Gemma Barsby, um, which is unreal. Uh, but guys, we obviously hope that you enjoyed listening to this particular podcast. We certainly enjoyed making it. Uh, if you did enjoy it, then we would encourage you to get on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you choose to listen to your podcast, subscribe, 
like, give us a rating, ideally, particularly if you like us. Uh, if you do have any ideas for the show or any people that you would like us to try and interview, then send us an email uh, at, so that email address is hello at wegotthechocolates.com.au. Uh, and Mitch, we obviously love people communicating with us on our socials. Uh, we'd like to use the information that they provide us. We enjoy talking about them uh, and we enjoy having them on the show. So where can people find us? Uh, you can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, even YouTube. So, so yeah, get in contact with us. Let us know what you think. And obviously, if you're, if you're on social media, give us a shout-out or a share or whatever. Um, I'm sure it only takes a couple of seconds to chuck us on the Instagram story. Lethal, thanks for slamming your door behind you there. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm getting sprayed. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, perfect. All right, that, that brings us to an end. So if I can find the right button, then we'll play the little outro tune and we'll be on our way. Awesome. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, See you next week. Thank you. Thanks, Haz. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.